There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Sven FL. What's up, y'all? John Rollins. Give me Sarah. And uh, we're coming to you from AMK Studios in Stockholm. We're actually sitting together, man. Yeah, the boys are back together. What? <laughs> Holding hands like we used to. That's right. Oh, uh, man. I see you cut your nails. It feels more comfortable. No, <laughs> <laughs> I did trim my beard, though. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can They made me that. trim yeah. it a little for, uh, for the show that I'm doing. Oh, um, nice, man. You look good, man. Uh, glad to glad to be sitting in the same room with you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're two Americans living in Stockholm, uh, uh, talking about football, mm-hmm. uh, American football. Yep. And uh, it's been another busy week. The NFL is plowing right ahead, man. Oh man, I have to say, I am fucking pumped because it really yeah. looks like this is going to happen. It's going to happen. And um, my my other favorite sport, the uh, NHL, is uh-huh. coming back this weekend. Oh, really? And they're going straight to the playoffs. Sort of, I guess, isn't the NBA doing something similar? They're doing like a small tournament and then they'll do playoffs. Okay. Yeah, so they're yeah. like playing to warm up a little bit. So they're, yeah, I'm, I can't, I can't believe how excited I am. It's going to be so, um, it makes you feel like it's possible. Uh, although Major League Baseball came back and it didn't take them long to fuck it up. Man. <laughs> Florida Marlins. If I was a big baseball fan, that would be my team and like mm. half the team. Wasn't there like seventeen dudes? Yeah. As, uh, <laughs> and didn't they play? I heard. I read that they were like they knew that four dudes had it and they played a game anyway. Okay. And then the day after, like seventeen dudes tested positive. I don't know, man. This is this is what's gonna happen. That's in the NFL. Oh yeah. It's what's gonna happen, and they're just gonna have to just. Uh, Mm-hmm. Let it pass over. That being said, uh, yeah, they 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 released that the NHLPA uh, and the league came out with some sort of a revised agreement. Um, what did they say? Twenty twenty salary cap is going to remain the same. Oh, that's good. Twenty twenty one cap is going to be no lower than one hundred seventy five million, which is. Okay, so the current salary cap is 198.2 million. Okay. And they're saying that next year it'll be 170. So they no put a lower cap on the decrease. Yeah, exactly. Well, that sets a good standard for the NFL. <clears throat> yeah. Uh any revenue loss from 2020 season will be spread out evenly over the next 4 seasons. So okay. that was what the, the you know, the NHL P or NFL PA was that's what they were kind of fighting for. To spread it out. So, oh, so this is NFL you're talking about? This is the NFL, Oh, yeah. you said NHL. So I thought you were... I'm so uh, excited about the NHL returning. Okay. I'm fucking everything up. <laughs> okay, so this <laughs> is the NFL came out and said, okay. Exactly. I like it. Uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah, and then they have all these opt-out clauses. Players being able to opt out if they have some kind of, 
you know, pre-existing condition is the, re- okay. you know, if that's the reason why they're opting out, uh. Uh, then they can earn 350000 for the year. Uh, if they're opting out, you know, if they're what they call them non-risk players, if they're just opting out because they're freaked out, yeah. uh, they get one hundred fifty thousand. Um, if the season is canceled, players will get no pay. <laughs> if it's canceled, like even midway through. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they'll but get they'll their, paid. They'll getting paid for the games uh, that they play, uh-huh. but I mean, so they'll they'll they won't get paid for the rest of the season with the exception of whatever, you know, bonuses or guaranteed money that's already owned them. Okay. They'll get that. Um, man, people are going to be playing hard, man, try to get those sacks. <clears throat> yeah, positive test results for COVID-19 will be classified as football-related injuries. Okay, that's good. This is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you um, still get your, so you, it doesn't nullify your salary. Right. This, good. This part is kind of funny, too. Uh, the rules... Uh, they they are banning going to the following locations or attending the following events. More than 15 people in a indoor nightclub. Okay. Or indoor bars. Okay. Uh, except, of course, to pick up takeout food. Um, they, no, they can't go to indoor house parties, indoor concerts, professional sporting events, except for the ones they're playing in, of course. <laughs> Uh, That's funny. Our our event would be banned if yeah, you exactly. weren't participating. You can't be in it. here. Uh, <laughs> they are not allowed to go to an indoor church service that is more than twenty five percent of the building's capacity. Okay, this is interesting. An empty mega church. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, players who break these rules will be subject to team discipline. What the, uh-huh. very vague doesn't say. Um, you still you go to church. <laughs> No. Uh, wow. <laughs> you said it like you hate the Lord. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either for the record. I'm in a, I'm about I'm probably more of a staunch I'm a staunch atheist. Mm. Uh but I grew up in the church and I do like some things about the church, you know. Mm. Uh besides the all of the teachings. But I like sure. the the event. Yeah. No, of, I, uh, I don't mind church going service. to a church. I just don't You're not normally go yeah. to church. Yeah, same here. I don't. I don't go in, and I told myself I probably won't step foot in the church again. But I do have like that's a part of my nostalgia. It's like I think of one of my a lot of my memories growing up in a very religious household was going mm. to these church services. And uh, I even tell uh, Martin back there, our yeah. producer, uh, that uh, next if we go to Miami together, we're I'm gonna take him to the black church. Oh yeah. To the oh, I guess I shouldn't say the black church because it's this Southern Baptist. There's white churches like that too, where they dancing around and singing. Yeah, and all. they're not not like the black church. No, <laughs> dude, because I went because I, you know, we obviously we grew up in a similar situation or you know area of the country. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to some of these white, you know, Protestant Baptist yeah. churches, and yeah, they sing and they hold hands and uh. you know occasionally speak in tongues. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, I never had more fun <laughs> uh, and have never been more entertained uh, than when I went to Martin Luther King's Ebenezer Baptist Church oh, yeah. on a Sunday. That's a, oof, everybody I knows had, about Ebenezer. I had always wanted to go there, uh-huh. uh, and there's this great soul food restaurant right next door to the Ebenezer Baptist Church Smart. called The Beautiful, uh, and it's like a soul food uh, buffet. Mm-hmm. And my friends and I Damn, would go down. Soul and, food buffet. Yeah, I mean, we would go down there and eat at this place all the time. Uh, and we would see these people coming out of the church on Sundays with their big hats and their yeah. crazy, you know, outfits and stuff. And I was like, man, we we got to go. And it was, f- I, they did not disappoint. Oh, it was man. awesome. The great music and yeah. then the, as long as hell. 
Yeah, but <laughs> it's entertaining. Be, you'll be there from eleven to two. It's so 1:30 entertaining. Two o'clock. It's oh, so man. entertaining. I took my wife. Uh, I've talked about this on stage actually. I took my wife to the church, and she was uh, like, it seemed like she was in shock for part of it. Like people <laughs> catching the Holy Ghost and running around the church, and she was just like looking at the lady. The pastor touched the lady on the head. And she fell out. I was like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. She's she's faking. She's faking. All right. <laughs> it's the Lord. That's funny. She's, she's all right. She's That's all right. hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I just I thought that anytime we talk about the, you bring up the church, I want to uh, talk about it. <laughs> What's next? What we what else we got on the docket? We got, well, uh, you know, uh, again, so <clears throat> I I'm a little I'm excited, but I'm a little worried. I I think the NFL could easily make the same mistakes as Major League Baseball. Mm. Um, there was one article that I sent you. It was so funny. It was like, what was the title? They're basically saying like, oh, what's happening in Major League Baseball can never happen to the NFL with the COVID-19. And I was what? like, I was like, and then it goes on to explain why this person who wrote this article thinks that. But to me, it sort of reeked of like, you know, when they called the, you know, when they decided that the Titanic was unsinkable, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on, dude, don't fucking yeah. jinx it. Like The... I think that uh, the difference is uh, the NFL cares less than anyone else <laughs> about the players. So mm-hmm. they're just going to plow forward. That's the reason that it's going to still go on. Well, and they said in the article something like, you know, the unpleasant truth is that, you know, the, this season will basically come down to the players and their ability to maintain, you know, this sort of code of conduct that will make it a safe space for everyone. Um, I say give them all COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Give them all COVID. They'll build up antibodies by the season, and then they'll be good. Maybe that's what I think. No, zero players will die. Um, with my plan. Well, <laughs> you know, the interesting thing now is that you know people are starting to exercise this opt out, yeah, uh, thing. And you know, at first it seemed, you know, for a couple of days, like some you know names were trickling in that seemed like oh, okay, fine. I mean, uh, but now it's like. A, a lot of players. Oh, really? Yeah. And big sudden. ones, too. Well, the first one that came out was this dude from the Chiefs. Uh, like, fuck, I'm going to butcher this dude's name. <laughs> Can uh, I try? Go for it. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Or Tardif. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Duvernay uh, Tardif. First player to opt out. He definitely has the coolest reason to opt out. Dude's a doctor uh, and, oh. and has been working at the hospital, uh, you know, with COVID patients. Uh, and has basically decided, you know, this, j- at least for this year, I think it'd be better for me to keep doing what I'm doing. White privilege. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's that white privilege? No, I was just playing, man. Because, uh, well, the other one, the big one was, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Who was the running back who they, everyone said could have actually been the Chiefs running back? The one they said uh, probably could have been the MVP of a Super Bowl. Uh, oh, you're talking about Williams, Damian Williams. Yeah, he's opting out. He's opting out. He's yep. to play for the Dolphins. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I mean, it's good that they have that option, and uh, I get it if they don't want to. I wouldn't be so scared to catch it. I don't know. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm just. Well, there's certain guys. There was one. Who was the guy? Fuck, I'm not remembering names very well right now, but um, played for the 49ers. We got traded to the Eagles. I think he's he was supposed to be their big star wide receiver this year. He's opting out because um, 
he he and his wife they finally just had a baby after having okay. three miscarriages. Oh wow! Um, so he's just like, I can't risk it. Yeah, I get that. Um, more power to him, man. And there's I, other hopefully, guys. Hopefully, who are, he doesn't catch it in the civilian. World. There's other guys who are opting out who are you know cancer survivors. They beat cancer, mm. so they're kind of you know. Yeah. But luckily for you, uh, the team that apparently is has the most players opting out at least to date uh, is Patriots. Nice. Six. They have six players. Nice. At least that are opting out. What does Bill Belichick say about that? I, I didn't see any he comment. He probably says, uh, yeah, the guys are not going to play. Uh, <laughs> not going to play anymore. Uh, no, guys, I mean, next man up. Next mm-hmm. man up, Metallic. Do your job. <laughs> that's, yeah. my, that's my Bill Belichick. Yeah. But it'll <laughs> well, be... good, man. I hope some Bills <laughs> do too, man. It'll be interesting to see what happens, um, you know, come next year. I mean, because it's obviously a team sport. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those "What have you done for me lately?" Yeah. type of leagues. So you know, the idea that you're just going to sit out and have your job next year. Um, no quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks opted out, huh? I didn't read about any quarterback. Hmm. That's going to be interesting, man. A quarterback opt out makes a room for Kaepernick. <laughs> mm-hmm. He comes in and kills it, and then yeah, it's true. That's a position they probably want. Uh, up though. I don't know. We'll see, man. Uh I hope more uh more AFC East teams besides the Dolphins uh do it. So far no Falcons have opted out. Okay. I haven't heard of any Dolphins either. I haven't either. Nice. Good, man. Well, we'll see. It feels like there's going to be football. I'm I'm excited. Uh I can't wait to see some uh, I haven't seen any training camp footage. That's this week though, though right? Training camp starts. Yeah, but shit, the, what did they say? They probably won't even be in pads until like mid-August. I still like to see like the one on ones and stuff like that. Yeah, that stuff is always good, man. There's wide so receiver many. versus cornerback. Plus, we have a good wide receiver and a good cornerback, mm. and uh, it's 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 fun to watch the little trash talk and all that stuff. Oh, that was another thing. I'm gl- glad you said that. Uh, they were talking about the broadcast. I think um, I think they're gonna put some. They're gonna. Do, I think they're probably gonna do like a five second delay on the broadcast. Okay, have some mics out there and all of that stuff. Well, because they yeah. they want to be able to bleep out all the... Yeah, N-words. You're going to hear a lot of N-words. <laughs> they're, oh, they're going to have to bleep a lot of N-words. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, in the uh, one NBA, I believe it was, game did... No, it was a, I think it was soccer. They took a fan and put the screen of the fan in the back, like mm. where the end zone normally is, but it, you know, behind the goal in soccer. Nice. And uh, it was just one, ex- you know, excited fan. And then they did some screens, a lot of screens of different fans. So they're trying to. Oh yeah, things. they had. It was like a Zoom yeah. chat window where you had uh, yeah. a bunch of fans. So I, I, I did suggest that a long time ago when we yeah. first started talking about possibilities <clears throat> for COVID. But uh, we'll see what the NFL is probably going to have actual fans there, maybe uh, half capacity or something like that. Not to keep bringing up hockey, but uh, they did release their plan. Which is they went in a completely different direction for the actual like regarding the whole fan situation. They play in somebody's living room. No, <laughs> <laughs> they um. So they're obviously going to be on the ice, and instead of like trying to you know create this fan type energy in the building, I think they're going to have fake crowd noise too. Um, but they decided to put up this like crazy sort of display of like video screens and all kinds of. They're going to utilize the fact that there's nobody in the building. They're going to add like 12 new camera angles to oh, their broadcast. Okay, um, that's cool. Which made me also think about, you know, the NFL. Like, 
I mean, shit. They imagine, could do a lot. imagine all the like cool ideas you could come up with. Yeah, even uh, having a different where people can uh, get it, like order the, you know, watch it from different angles themselves. Yeah, they can decide. I want to get this uh, end zone corner angle. Oh yeah, you can play like your like, own like on, on demand type of thing. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah, so many options, man. People got to be creative. Think outside the box, man. Yeah. Uh, outside. Speaking of outside the box, safeties play outside the box. We'll talk about that later when we talk about positions. But there's one safety that's not playing for the Jets anymore. Jamal Adams is out. What a funny story. Yes. Uh, I think I think you know I say some players are cancers. Yeah. I think Adam Gase might be a coach cancer. Yeah. Like a locker room cancer as a coach, and well, I've seen it happen with my team. He you, came into Miami, uh, and everybody was like, "This guy is the best." You know, he 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 made Jay Cutler look okay in Chicago. <laughs> he uh, that's such a what a low bar. Yeah, he took uh, <laughs> he had Chicago looking good that year, and then uh, he also brought the Denver Broncos to the Super Bowl uh, as if Peyton Manning wasn't involved in that. Right. It's like what? Yeah. All of a sudden, like he became. The thing, man, and, and that's what happens, man. These teams, they get uh, these offenses, and the offensive coordinator gets all of the credit all the time. And when does it pan out and become a great coach? Hmm. I can't really think, because uh, uh, well, I guess there's a ceiling on it, I should say. But when there's an offensive mind that becomes a coach, I can't think of one that's just like, Besides, like uh, the 49ers, mm. they had a uh, he started he brought a whole new offense. To the, right. What's his name? Shanahan. Not to, no, uh, 49ers. Yeah, Shanahan. No, he was a Denver Broncos coach. No, but it's a. Uh, oh, you talking about that Shanahan? Okay, okay, yeah. He that, was yeah, the, that, that, I he was thinking the Falcons offensive coordinator. I was thinking of the guy who invented the uh, West Coast offense. I was oh, thinking, my Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, they get there and then they get beat by a defensive coach, just like the guy from uh, the Rams, uh. Uh, McVay. Uh-huh. Gets there and then gets mollywopped in the Super Bowl. Can't get any points. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh yeah. Gates was the he was one of these hot offensive coordinators and then he got there and nobody fucking liked him in Miami. Yeah. People were just leaving and Well Jamal Adams was would definitely um And he got another job right away. He would agree with you. Yeah. Uh what did he say? He called out the coach. He's trying to force a trade, which he now has successfully done. Yeah, where'd it go? Uh Seattle. Okay. Oof. I mean, wow. That team just got good. Mm. <laughs> and it's funny the conversation that's been happening online uh, after because they traded him for two first round draft picks, two, uh, and a third round draft pick. Wow. Um, that's a lot. And no player. There was a. I don't think so. Okay. No. So there, obviously there was a, you know, whenever one of these trades happens, there's a big debate, like who won the trade. Um, and some people, uh, most people were saying it was pretty even. Okay. Uh, some people were saying that the Jets, um, they gave away, or no, that the Seahawks gave away too much. Uh, I would probably say that. Um, and that might be the case. Oh, the Seahawks are normally pretty good, so their first round picks aren't going to be that high. But the reason why the Seahawks are so good is because they do shit like this. Yeah. Because there's two ways, well, there's more than two ways, but there's two basic ways to stay good in any league. One is to make good trades, uh, and the other is to get good draft picks. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks are one of those teams that has managed to stay good for over a decade, yeah. even though they have really high or really low rather draft picks 
because they make smart decisions yeah, uh, with agree. rearranging their team every year. Yeah. Um, they never allow themselves to get all the way to the fucking bottom where they're just like hoping for that first, you know, yeah. that first draft pick. Uh, unlike the Jets, who have been a fucking disaster for decades. Yeah. And I think, and I also think that uh, if Gaze turns out not to be the guy, which eventually they'll realize that he's not the guy. I just, mm. I don't believe in him. I watched him for three years in Miami. Uh, and I think that those, he won't even be around to make those draft picks work. Right. That they traded Adams for. It's going to be, the team is going to be in free fall and reorganize again. Mm-hmm. And they won't even be able to really take advantage, have a new culture for the draft picks to be taken advantage of. So, yeah, I think that's something maybe they should have thought about. Unless they're just going to stick with it and ride it all the way to the ground. You mentioned the Titanic earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So maybe they're going to ride uh, Gates all the way down. But it's uh, it's crazy. The day he got fired, he gets picked up by the Jets when he got fired from the Dolphins. And Really? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that quick. Really quick. They brought him in like next day he's, uh, he's Jets. Well, the Jets are kind of... Um... You know, for a while now, have 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 managed to sort of develop this this reputation of not really being able to hang on to good players, not paying them well. Yeah. Um, they seem like cheap motherfuckers, <laughs> um, and I just think they're they're just never going to be good if they don't figure out a way to just change the culture of of the way they do business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I hope they never change it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Fuck, Fuck the them. Uh, what what was that, that Adam said about Gase? He said, quote, uh, I don't feel like he's the right leader for this organization to reach the promised land. As a leader, what really bothers me is that he doesn't have a relationship with everybody in the building. At the end of the day, he doesn't address the team. If there's a problem in the locker room, he lets another coach address the team. If we're playing shitty, shitty, uh, and we're losing, he doesn't address the entire team as a group. At halftime, he'll walk out of the locker room and let another coach handle it. Wow. Deferment <clears throat> of leadership. Mm-hmm. That's weak as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. That's very telling, man. I, I think I would take that quote very seriously if, if I was the, the breast. At, mm-hmm. uh, well, so I think he's kind of responding to, I, you know, and what some people can say like, oh, he's just a... You know, disgruntled. He's disgruntled. But I, it, based on some of the things that I read, it sounds like he has a pretty good right to be disgruntled because you know they they strung him along all last season, yeah. telling him uh, you know all this shit. The, the the GM and the owner saying like we want to make you a Jet for life and we're going to offer you this thing, and then they just kept. You know, yeah. you can only listen to that bullshit for so long until you're like, you know what, fuck you. I know what I'm worth. Like I I I think he has every right to kind yeah. of stand up and say what he. I'm glad wants to say. I'm glad, man. Uh, and I think uh, we need to get to a point where these uh, coaches get called out and then demoted. Totally. So, you know, he should be somebody's coordinator. Oh, man, the Seahawks are going to be. Yeah, that's a thing to watch out for. Hmm. It might be uh, might be a futures bet to make. Indeed. NFC champions. Yeah. Uh, speaking of NFC, what's going on with Washington? It the is... Washington, drum roll, please. Football team. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington what? <laughs> the WFTs? They got the letters fucked up. WTF? What the fuck is going on, man? Yeah, they officially have a temporary name, the Washington football team. You heard it. Ooh, they've um, been better off calling it the, the Washington team football. 
just to have WTF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot of people made fun of this. Uh, they're going to go without a proper nickname. They're going to have kind of an old school uh, vintage look to their um, to their uniform, which I actually kind of think is a little cool. Uh, instead of having a, you know, normally the teams will have some kind of whatever their team mascot or whatever their symbol on the helmet. They're going to look like a gold, like a uh, college team. Well, they're going to look like Alabama. Yeah. Who, yeah, yeah who that's have true. The, With the number, You know, yeah. just have the, the player's number on the side of the helmet. Huh? Um, <clears throat> you know, this is, it's it, in one way, well, first of all, it's funny that you know, again, we talked about this before. The guy who apparently has all these trademarks yeah, and stuff, yeah. saying Loses. he was going to give them away. Yeah. I really would like to hear some more on that story because yes. that's truly not the case. I want to be a fly on the wall in the negotiating room. Yeah. Uh, so because that's, I mean, they 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 have copyright issues. That's why this decision has yeah. been made. Um, I don't know. What what do you think? What do you think about them being the Washington Football Team for a year? Uh, I think it gives them time to 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 get this figured out in court. I get it. I, that dude's probably asking for a crazy number, and they're probably like, "Fuck you." Mm. And uh, I, I, it does. It gives them time, and it puts the story to bed for a little bit. Yeah, for them at least. And then they have a year where no matter what is gonna, whatever they come up with is gonna be better than what they have. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have. It won't be controversial anymore. It'll just be. Yeah, clean slate. It's pretty. Uh, I'm I'm glad for them. Yeah, and uh, in a way, I think it's also kind of. I feel, I feel like it fits into the sweet justice category as well. You know what I mean? It's like you know what? For one year, your punishment is that you don't get to have a real name. Yeah, it would have been even nicer if their punishment is they don't get to have a real name and they end up paying this dude a bunch of money. It's almost like reparation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if the well, guy if the guy was a Native American, unfortunately, that would have been great if yeah. the guy who had all of these names was a Native American. <laughs> And they have to go to his reservation to negotiate with him. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's a fucking <laughs> yeah. white middle-aged real estate broker. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably some doctor slash football player. <laughs> 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 yeah. Opting out. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my my favorite my favorite name is still the Red Tails, and I hope that ends up being that in the future. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm going pandas. I still think of Washington pandas. <laughs> the red pandas. <laughs> the Washington red panda. It's such a cute animal. I did see one yesterday. The Washington red hogs. Oh, I like that too. This is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, uh, red red uh, red pandas, red hogs. Those are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red pandas are so cute, man. Yeah, super cute. Uh, what happened with Mike Dicker? Exactly. What the? Well, maybe. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> Dick is in his name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he said, um, when asked about the, you know, kneeling and the Black Lives Matter, it, it, specifically to the kneeling protest, which everyone assumes is going to happen when the league resumes, he said, quote, if you can't respect our national anthem, get the hell out of the country. End quote. Oh, damn. Which well- is... Fuck him. You know. 80 years old. I didn't know he was 80. I yeah, used to love that him. guy, man. Not only fucking, but also like, you know, it's just such a, I remember hearing this comment n- numerous times throughout my life where it's like, 
I understand that you're just trying to make a, a statement, but it's like you legally cannot just like leave your where are you going to go? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where? Leave the country, yeah. That's not how this country works. That's what makes America what it is. But, you know, it's home. Well, it's not home only that, me. like, I mean, if you live like here and you live in Sweden, it's like if you don't like it here, you know, because you're part of the European Union, you could legally move somewhere else. But, uh, but in America, uh, it's like, where the fuck are you going to go? Uh, are going to move? Nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, is that really the country we live in where, where exactly. Mike Ditka doesn't agree with what I say, then, then I, I need to leave? leave? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Man, Mike Ditka. <laughs> I remember him punching a, a guy and getting hot headed and punching somebody mm. in the, uh, in an interview. Um, I think, uh, it's, it's, it's so stupid that these people that have these, uh, they keep making it about the flag. They keep, they keep yeah. changing they're changing the uh, the whole argument just to make it offensive. Yeah. So that they don't have to talk about the uncomfortable thing of uh, racial injustice. Yeah. It's, on, it's so interesting. On this topic, I was curious to ask you this. Because um, I'm black? Yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. Uh, <laughs> is there a universe in which it's... Or is there a scenario in which it would be okay... For someone to not like, I'm curious when this thing gets going again. If there's players who are going to kneel and there's players who choose not to kneel, like I just I foresee a scenario where where everything's going to be flipped upside down. If you don't kneel, then people are going to try uh, to attack you. You know what I mean? How dare he not? Yeah. Like, is there? Because like one one scenario that I could see would be like, look. I to- I'm totally down with the movement. I totally understand why they're doing it. I don't think it's about the flag, but I don't think it's it's my movement necessarily. Right. So I'm 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 not doing it. I'm I mean, not doing it to disrespect. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, but but nuance is lost in in especially yeah, in the world of social media. But I think media. if they explain it, I think people will chill on them. Yeah, I think the the irrational people are on the other side that are like, how dare you? But they like that. Like I said, it's all yeah. about not wanting to have that conversation, or to acknowledge that it exists. Because uh, to acknowledge that there is a such thing as white privilege, it also right. implies that you benefit from it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, uh, you want to deny that it exists. I just feel I like cancel culture is going to go absolutely apeshit. Yeah, it's cancel when, culture, when it culture comes, has gone apeshit. But I just feel like it's just going to get worse. Um, I think it, yeah, it's going to get worse, but that is going to in itself make it less effective. Yeah, maybe. People are going to be like, oh, well, well and then this blows over, and then we'll be canceling something else, and nothing ever really gets canceled because the next thing needs to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, the NFL has a plan to um, to end racism <laughs> uh, by uh, including social justice messages uh, in the border of the end zone oh. for week one. <laughs> so it's even less than the uh, after week one pink pink shoes problem solved yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah it's why insult. the fuck <laughs> why the fuck can you uh, not i mean it's in the board we're not even talking about the whole end zone uh, it's just in the the border of the why why not leave it up for the whole fucking season yeah like why we I, yeah they, they always like almost get it like i have i have been so um forgiving of all of these kind of, you know, sort of symbolic yeah. uh, things that they're suggesting, saying like, you know what, symbolism, but but this one pissed me off. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
All you got to do is just leave it in the ground uh, for 17 weeks. Yeah. How hard is that? Damn. Week yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like there's going to be anybody in the stands to complain. Yeah, but I mean, after week one, they know that racism would be over. Yeah. They over. will have solved it. So. Didn't Ditka say something crazy like that, too? It, that was also part of his quote. What did he say? <sighs> this guy. Showing his age. <clears throat> Oh, Who yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, here it is. I, he, this is. Back to Mike Ditka. He, he followed up on that stupid statement by saying, I think there's a way to protest and then there's a way to, to don't protest. <laughs> nice grammar. Uh, <laughs> you don't protest against the flag and you don't uh, protest against the country who's giving you an opportunity to make a living playing a sport you never what? thought uh, would happen. So I don't want to hear all the, all that crap. He's basically saying, "Wow!" Like, he's like saying, "Don't protest." I don't want to hear what you have to say. No, he's basically saying, "Like you know, hey, because you got to play football, that yeah. means you won. That means everybody else is fine." Yeah, right. Fucking, it's, it's weak. <sighs> but uh, about that, one last thing I'll say. I don't know if I said it on the pod. Let me know if I've said it. Uh, that uh, when has kneeling been seen as offensive? In any part of the human gestures, I, yeah, that that, that I, I was shocked by that from from all the way back to when it started. Uh, I was like, I don't understand how that's disrespectful. Yeah, it's like people have, they want so much to distract or take away from the actual conversation that they'll say <laughs> kneeling is offensive now. But then you watch Game of Thrones, one of the most popular shows in the last decade, and. Take the knee was just the the main thing everybody's talking about. Take the knee, mm. which is a sign of ultimate respect and and reverence to somebody. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it's disrespectful. That's all I want to say. That's I remember I being in like play in football practice. Take a knee, boys. Yeah. And then the coach would come up and talk, and yeah. everybody would take a knee. Fuck. It, what if the every, coach got mad and ran over? Hey, how dare you? Yeah. Every <laughs> Sunday in church. Yeah. You people take are a, on take their a fucking knee knees to show reverence to your savior. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. But now all of a sudden it's disrespectful. It's so stupid, and no, it, it's a it. uh, it's it's an obvious attempt to redirect the the conversation because it's not a disrespect. It's it's and it's actually was his way of showing respect, and they turned it around. Yeah. So, well, fuck, the, fuck the players are also going to be allowed to wear like decals on their helmets. Oh, nice. Uh, there's been a little photographs of uh, some of that coming out lately. Um, you know. Be That's able to good. put the names of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, different, you know, you as a player will get to choose. I assume you'll get to do this. Uh, and you put it on the helmet. Yeah, they've got it placed on the... Um, on the back. Sort of on the back, like um, like the neck part, mm-hmm. just before it gets to your neck. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I assume they get to do that for more than week one. I don't know. <laughs> um, I just think it's funny. They show these photographs of the fucking, and you know, they're gonna paint "end racism" in the border of the uh, uh, the end zone. And apparently, after week one, it's yeah, we did it. We're done. <laughs> racism is over. It's done. Yeah. Uh, there's one more story, a little lighter. <laughs> this is funny. It, they've been releasing this uh, for everyone. Listening, you can go check this out yourself. They kind of like what it was like three or four days in a row. They kept trickling out the NFL top 100 list yeah, of current yeah. players mm-hmm. uh, as voted on by the players, apparently. Yeah. 
Um, and coaches, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, some people were not happy with their placement. Uh, Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles. So I still want yeah, to call them. I still want to call them San Diego Chargers. Um, he was not happy with his placement. Uh, what did he say? He got he got ranked seventy seventh, and he dropped from thirty. Last year he was thirty eighth. Oh damn, that's a big drop. Yeah, it's a big dro- drop. And so he obviously was upset. He was said, "Okay, I'm tired of biting my tongue." Uh oh. Um. And then he called out Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, saying that they aren't better receivers than him. Um, and where are they? In the, they're in the top, they're higher in the top one hundred, or is he I just guess saying that before? So. Or we know he. And then he just like kind of in very Trumpian fashion, he just tweeted out in all capitals, "I'm the best wide receiver in the AFC West." <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> Without question. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Uh, and then they started coming for him. Yeah, they did. Mike uh, Evans. My, yeah, Mike Evans came back at him. And, uh, <laughs> he yeah. tagged the wrong Chris Godwin. It's <laughs> sweet. That's funny. Uh, uh, I think uh, I wouldn't. I think he is uh, underrated. Sure. But I don't think he's. I think he's uh, overrating himself. Yeah. But I mean. Yeah. That's sure. what it is. Being a wide receiver is. Uh, you Look, gotta you know, it. there's always kind of an unfair situation with these things like certain teams don't get the same amount of attention you know i mean you could argue that if keenan allen played for the patriots everybody would know his name um and maybe he would be ranked higher they kind of spread the ball around though yeah but i'm just saying like if he played for a team that was more more like kind of you know you know you can you can not even watch football and probably name a couple of patriots you know what i mean uh-huh. Um, whereas nobody gives a shit about the Chargers, Under- <laughs> understandably so. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like uh, the Bucks last year were the hottest team, you know. But mm-hmm. everybody knew Mike Evans because Mike Evans was delivering on your fantasy teams. Yeah. <laughs> so and Chris Godwin too. He was he helped me a lot in fantasy, so mm-hmm. that's why I knew about him. My man Julio was ranked number eleven. Interestingly enough, that's yeah. the number on his jersey. Yeah. Uh, he, dropped- he didn't mention. He didn't mention Julio. <laughs> no, uh, Keenan Allen. No, he did not claim to be better than Julio. But he's the Jones. best in the AFC West. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not better than Julio. Nobody's better than Julio. Uh, interestingly, the top ten came out yesterday. They put uh, Lamar Jackson at number one. Okay, uh, that they makes put sense. Patrick Mahomes at number four. Who's two and three? Uh, who? I think it was um, Russell Wilson. We got to go through all of these. And, uh, we should definitely go through all of these next episode. Yeah, we we maybe that's a good idea. We can go through them. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. We'll we'll review that next week. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was done. I thought I saw like an old episode. I thought they were still in like the fifties or something. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, uh, you know they they uh, this past year because it was the hundred year anniversary they released the top one hundred all time mm-hmm. in the NFL. But right now, apparently every year I didn't even know they did this. Like every year they released yeah, they the top yeah. one hundred. It's so like an on in the middle of the night NFL network. So then in the morning when I wake up, I'm just right. on. <laughs> so I just um, kind of watch it. Hey. Yeah. Well, uh, do we have any more histories to do? It's on the final one now, right? We do. We're on the last one. We are on the NFC South. All right. We could do the history and then I'll break down the offensive line mm-hmm. before we get out of here. I'm going to do the AFC, or pff, sorry, NFC South. 
Uh, you say it like you don't say that with enough passion, man. Well, I'm gonna. You well, gotta say it with the passion that Ken and Allen reserves for the MC <laughs> West. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in reverse alphabetical order. Oh, so that's your last or, uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Just saying. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Uh, established April twenty fourth, nineteen seventy four. Cream sickle. Uh, played their first season as an expansion team in nineteen seventy six. Came in the same year as the Seattle Seahawks. Um, God, these teams were all like kind of whacked around in all these weird divisions. For, they were in the NFC so, North or they were in Central the, NFC Central. Yeah, black and blue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they switched conferences. Um, along with Seattle Seahawks, were they in the AFC West? Were they? If before switching conferences with Seattle. The following season, becoming a member of the NFC Central. Yeah, they started out in the AFC West. Why? Weird. Maybe they needed a team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then eventually wound up in the NFC uh, South, of course. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is funny. 1976 to 1977, the Buccaneers lost their first 26 games. <laughs> They would not win their first game in franchise history until week 13 in 1977. Wow. Imagine how good that felt, though. Mm. Yeah. After a brief winning era in the late 70s and early 80s, the team suffered through 14 consecutive losing seasons. Damn. Then for a 10-year period, they were consistent playoff contenders, won a Super Bowl in yeah. 2002. Chucky. Uh, and have not returned to the Super Bowl since. Uh, yeah. Damn. Uh, of course, I have very close ties to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Uh, uh, my brother's a fan. My brother-in-law's a fan. Oh, a yeah? Of, yeah, I have family in Tampa. I lived in Tampa for about a year and a half of oh, my really? childhood. Yeah. I've been there. It's yeah. a cool town. And the, the stadium is so cool, man. It's not far from town, and you drive by it. It's like, it's a cool, like, it's in the city. You know, I like it when the stadium is kind of mm. in the city instead yeah. of being, like, out, you know. Uh and that's the cool thing, that whole stadium with the Raymond James Stadium with the uh the big ship and all of that stuff. Uh so what's your take on their old jersey? Or their the old- creamsicle? I, I that was one of my favorite ice creams as a kid. So I like the creamsicle look. I would love for them to bring that back. Yeah, I, I like that. I fucking love I, I do I do not like their current uniform. The, I the, would, the gray, the silver, kind of dark. Pewter. Yeah. <laughs> pewter. Fuck pewter. Uh but yeah, I, um so when they <laughs> when they won the Super Bowl, my brother like we used to play game day before I started playing Madden. And we played and we weren't allowed to play against each other all my childhood. I have mm. a twin brother, so that was not allowed. And uh <laughs> so we played we started a franchise and play on the same team. And we since we had family in Tampa Living, we were living in Miami. We would take the Tampa Bay Bucks and make them good. That was our thing. All they had was like Warren Sapp, and then we, mm. you know, made them good. And that was uh that was my. That was the, we tried to make them good. Then eventually they won the Super Bowl. Mm. But I was <laughs> when that Super Bowl happened. I was going my first tour to uh, the war, mm. and I had to watch the Super Bowl like in uh, Germany en route to the desert. Oh wow. <laughs> and and that's when I found out that they don't have commercials on those uh, <laughs> when you watch it on the military TV. Oh, nice. It's a shitty to watch the Super Bowl on the military channel because you have, like, commercials about 
you know, sexual harassment and chewing tobacco and stuff oh, like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, don't oh. chew tobacco. You so know? they insert their own commercials. Yeah, they have a uh, military, and it's made by, like, actors from the military. You know, it's like... Rape is bad. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Seriously, it's horrible. I was like, what? I'm, I'm waiting to see what the commercial is. And then it's just like, they cut to some girl. I was on a date with that ma- with the guy. Oh, how was he? He's a master sergeant. Ooh, he has money. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's good looking. Yeah. Uh, are you going to go on a date with him again? No. Why? He chews tobacco. Ew. Ew. He chews. <laughs> <laughs> That's the commercial I saw as Tampa won the Super Bowl. Wow. With, uh, and I hated that they won because it was with uh, Chucky. Fucking. Uh, Gruden. Gruden yeah. on the team that Dungy built. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, that was pretty lame. And he's an offensive coach that I think got bloated, just like I was talking about Gase. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's my Tampa stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up we got the uh New Orleans Saints. This was kind of interesting to read their history. I um, you know, I mean the Saints are good now. Um but, yeah. but uh I kind of forgot how how bad they yeah. they were. Uh anyway, established November first, nineteen sixty six. November first being All Saints Day. Very symbolic announcement, obviously. It's very Big ah. Catholic city, New Orleans. Is it? Uh huh. Okay. Um, yeah. They no have, Holy Ghost there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, of course, and they're famous for you know singing this Catholic spiritual when the saints go marching mm-hmm. in. Um, uh, for most of their twenty years, the saints were barely competitive, only getting to five hundred, uh, twice. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Years. Yeah. Uh, had their first ever winning season. When was that? Da, 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 da. Oh, it came pretty late. Um, it took them a while to get good. Um, anyway, uh, the thing, one of the things that was quite memorable and kind of was sort of a turnaround for them, oddly enough, was after Hurricane Katrina. 2005, um, you know, that was such a horrible event and they were yeah. actually using the stadium as like temporary shelter. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. All this stuff. But, um, <clears throat> you know, people started rooting for the Saints after that because yeah. the city had really taken a beating. Yeah. Um, 2009 was a big year for the Saints. Uh, they won a franchise record uh, 13 games, qualified for the Super Bowl and defeated the AFC... Champions Indianapolis Colts thirty one to seventeen. Yeah, I remember Beat that pick pants six. Off. I remember that pick six that mm-hmm. Manning threw them pretty much sealed the game. Yeah. And they did an onside kick coming out of the half. Nobody was ready yeah, for that. Yeah, that's true. They I had remember, the lead, I forgot and then they that. went for the kick, yeah. onside kick at the coming out of the half, and they were yep. like, "Sean Payton." That's one coach that was offensive minded mm-hmm. that uh, panned out. But. It's the only Super Bowl they ever won. Uh. And it's the only Super Bowl they've ever been in. They oh, jo- wow. They joined the New York Jets and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the only three NFL teams to win their lone Super Bowl appearance. Oh, wow. Um, right. I mean, they've been historically quite bad. Saints record historically over 53 seasons, uh, 384 wins and 450 losses. <laughs> I mean, they, and, they st- and they've been pretty good the last decade. So Yeah. They've, uh, they've been able to... Make that better. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saints. I always like their jerseys. 
Yeah. As a kid, I thought that their logo was a peeled banana. <laughs> Fleur de Lis is a peeled, peeled banana. I was like, why? What, what does that have to do with saints? I don't get it. Do, does Jesus like bananas? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I like the jerseys, and then of course it was fun to watch them with uh, with Drew Brees being a legendary <laughs> player that he is, even though hmm. uh, he he had a, a flub not too long ago that he's corrected. But uh, yeah, man, I liked them too I, I, because they had because they had gold helmets. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, I used to like draw NFL helmets, mm-hmm. and then I'd bust out my Crayola crayons. You remember the big one that had like yeah, fucking like shitload of colors in it? Yeah. Uh, and I always loved being able to get to that that either using the gold one or the silver one were were my two favorite ones. Uh. So I used to like to. Raiders know. versus Saints. I don't know why I remember <laughs> cool. that. But. I remember that too. The gold and the, the silver was shiny. Oh well, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that. It was uh, a different texture to it as uh, well. I don't know. It was something cool about it. Nice. But uh, then when you ran through the silver and the gold one, you had to buy a whole. You couldn't just buy the one. No, you got to buy, you gotta buy the whole sixty-four again. again just to get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up with uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers? Uh, established October twenty-six, nineteen ninety-three. Um, they were announced as the league's Damn, 29th franchise in 1993. Mm. Began playing in 1995. They came in with Jacksonville, right? Uh, I'm not sure if they came in the same year or not. Or was but, that um, Texas? All right, I'm sorry. They started, I think they, you know, this is one of those clever ideas. You know, I mean, there's a North Carolina and there's a South Carolina. Right. So, you know, you kind of capture two states at the same time. I think they actually started playing in South Carolina. Oh, really? Originally. Uh, and then they eventually moved to Charlotte. Well, that's the um, best city in those two regions. Yeah. I mean, in those two states. Sure. Maybe Raleigh, but yeah, Charlotte. Mm, makes... I think Charlotte's a nice town. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, they, obviously, they sucked when they first started, but then they got pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, made it to the Super Bowl, but they've never won it. Haven't they been there twice? Yeah. Yeah, I think they so. lost to the Patriots and they lost to the uh, Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people say Cam Newton gave up. Well, we'll see. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. <laughs> did he give up or did they give up on him? <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I mean, yeah, uh, good, good point. Because he had that fumble and he didn't jump on the ball. Oh, right. Remember that situation? Yeah, yeah. When the Broncos' defense was just too much for them. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Gase got them there. <laughs> With Peyton Manning's noodle arm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, was that it about the pet? Yeah, I got, pretty I got much. St- okay, with That's them, it. they I, I think about their profiles, man. They've had some big profiles. Hmm. They had Steve Smith, one of the most dynamic receivers ever. If you think about Steve Smith, it's like five foot nine. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which is like an average height in America, men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And still a strong, unstoppable force. Fast as all get out and yeah. trash talk better than the best of them. Mm. Then you got somebody like Cam Newton with all of the uh, suits and whatnot. And then you got somebody like Ray Carruth. Mm. <laughs> Remember him? No. Ray Carruth, uh, for those who don't know, is a, a a football player that was early in their in their tenure as a as a team. He was uh, one of the star players. Comes out of college and. Supposed to be a great uh, player and uh, I think wide, wide receiver, hmm. and uh, had a 
got a woman pregnant. Oops. And then she wanted to keep the baby. He didn't want her to keep the baby. Then he said, let's go to the movies. Bygones be bygones. So you follow me. She was like, follow me? What? You follow me. Stops the car. She stops. Car pulls up beside her. Shoots her and the baby. And he uh, and he got convicted. What? She calls 911, right? Uh, and says on the 911 call, I've been shot. Help me and my baby. Uh, she was shot four times, I think. Oh, my God. One of her last words was, Ray Carruth did this. And then the lady was like, Ray Carruth, the football player? Yeah, Ray Carruth, the football player, did this. Wow. And uh, the guy who, the hitman, testified against him and everything. Wow. There's a whole podcast about Ray Carruth and how interesting the whole story is. And he just got out of jail, yeah. I believe. I believe he finally got out. Oh, I'm the sure kid he's... survived. Uh, and he's mentally uh, disabled. Yes. Yeah. The kid, uh, yeah. Oh, no. And the grandmother takes care of him. Sorry to bring the pot oh. down. <laughs> Man, but, what but a Ray, story. Yeah, Ray Carruth was uh, like the first like big, you know, news panther. It was a new team. Wow. And then this guy does this dumb shit, man, just because he didn't want to take care. Of his, I mean, wrap it up. If you're so concerned about not having a kid, mm-hmm. use a condom. Man, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Shit, Ray yeah. Carruth. It's uh, so sad that she was uh, killed. That's insane. Yeah. What's the final team history we're going to go through? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Well, that's been this NFL. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's my Atlanta Falcons. Woo! Finally. God. Whew. Established uh, June 30th, 1965. Oof. Old team. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of an interesting story of how they came about. You know, this is obviously before the AFC and the, and the NFL merged. Uh, and both leagues were trying to get a team in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the AF, um, the AFL was much more aggressive. Uh, and the, the guy, what's his name? Rankin Smith. He actually signed a, apparently signed some sort of deal with the AFL. Um, and then when he did that, the NFL suddenly realized they were dragging their toes and they literally jumped on a plane and flew down there immediately. Oh, wow. Uh, and Rankin Smith basically used it as leverage to, to create the Atlanta Falcons and 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 go straight into the NFL, uh, so that's how the team nice. came about. Um, they have also had a historically losing record. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've been so they, they had yeah they've been bad for a long time um, throughout all of my childhood for sure. Do you have their all time record? Falcons have compiled a record of 375 wins, 475 losses, and six ties. It's almost a a little better than the Saints, Mm -hmm. but not um, much better. They've been to the Super Bowl twice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dirty Birds. Broncos beat the fucking pants off of the Dirty Birds 34 to 19. I remember that, 1999, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the wrong team was in the Super Bowl. It's true. It should have been the Minnesota Vikings. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I, I have to say it's true. Uh. <laughs> it would have been a good Super Bowl. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um, and then, of course, they fucking blew the lead to the Patriots a couple of years uh, ago. That was don't awful. Don't remind me. Yeah. Uh, they originally started playing in, um, they shared a stadium with the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Okay. Um, I remember going there many, many times as a kid. 
which is now no longer, it's been torn down, the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, is now a parking lot. Um, but they kept, the only thing they kept in the parking lot, because, you know, for the Atlanta Braves, the legendary Hank Aaron, who broke uh, Babe, Babe Ruth's home circuit, run yeah. record, um, they kept the part of the wall where Hank Aaron had hit that record-breaking oh, wow. home run. So that's still in the parking lot. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now they play in this, like, super futuristic Mercedes-Benz stadium. Yeah. Um, which looks really crazy. The team uh, received its nickname, one of these, like, you know, fan contests. And, of course, you know, they gave it to this one. She was a teacher, Miss uh, Julia Elliott, teacher from Griffin, Georgia, um, who suggested the Falcons as the nickname for the new franchise, writing, quote, the Falcon is a proud and is proud and dignified with great courage and flight and never drops its prey. I wish that was true. Uh, it's deadly and has a great sporting tradition. They certainly dropped their prey uh, when they played against the um, yeah. uh, Patriots. That's yeah. for sure. They were uh, up 28 to three on their prey. <laughs> yeah. And they dropped that shit hard. <laughs> yeah. A few other interesting, weird facts about the Falcons. Uh, is that prior to the Falcons being created, most people don't know this, but the Arizona Cardinals nearly became the Atlanta They've been Cardinals. everywhere. They they very nearly moved to Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Um, they A lot of people don't remember this, but they drafted Brett Favre in the first round. Yeah. First um, pass was an interception. First pass was an interception. I think to himself, right? Oh, no. <laughs> he threw three more passes, uh. all of which were incomplete. Uh, the coach at the time, Jerry Glanville, I think was his name, uh, said, you know, there'd have to be a plane crash for me to put that kid back on the field again. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then he turned into Brett Favre. Yeah, and then he turned into Brett Favre. But probably, and I'll leave you with this about the Falcons. This is probably Finally. the funniest story. <laughs> Weird little moment from uh, this very bizarre um, coach. He was He was like an interim head coach uh, in the late 80s. His name was Jim Hannafin. He used some uh, weird and potentially dangerous props in his motivational speeches. While the team was getting ready to take on the San Francisco 49ers in week 13 uh, in 1989, Hannafin walked into the locker room holding an unlit stick of dynamite, imploring the players to be, quote, explosive with every play. He invited them to walk up and touch this strange visual aid. Didn't help. Falcons lost 23-10. to Next game... When the club uh, played Minnesota, Hannafin brought in three hand grenades. Uh, didn't work again. Lost 43 to 17. <laughs> uh, and then the following week, he brought in a disarmed bomb into the locker room, <laughs> <clears throat> wow. which he apparently painted red and black. Um, yeah, lost that game too. Let <laughs> me get rid then, of the coach. And then one of the players quoted it was quoted after the game saying, "Shit, if we if we lose to Washington on Sunday, Hannafin's liable to show up with some kind of like nuclear bomb next time. <laughs> we got to start winning." <laughs> I got the codes here. I got the codes, guys. Wow, yeah. that's pretty cool, man. My uh, story about the Falcons. I just I, I, I always had like a, I liked them. I liked the uh, Dirty Birds. I thought that was cool uh, with the little dance they had yeah. that uh, Jamal Anderson used to do. That was pretty cool. And Dion, Neon Dion. So I, I felt like the team had swag, even though they weren't like the winningest team. Mm. But they always had swag. So mm. got that going for them. Yeah. And now they're always going to have 
for the next couple of years a high-powered offense. Yeah. So it's fun to watch. This year they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. <clears throat> uh, okay. I'm going to do well, – now we're going to move on to the offensive line. Last week, if you haven't heard, we did – I broke down the defensive line positions. So go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it. And uh, this week I'm going to do the, the guys that fight – against uh right across the the line of scrimmage against that defensive line we're going to talk about the offensive line Mm -hmm. which is comprised of uh basically three positions or it could be broken broken down to interior offensive line and exterior offensive line so we'll start with the interior Mm -hmm. where the ball is last week we talked about defensive tackles they stand across from the interior offensive lineman and the first one is the one who touches the ball before every play the center Right, and this person has uh, a lot of responsibility. They set up the the blocking schemes. They communicate with the quarterback to you know make sure they're on the same page of where they think the defense is going to attack from, and then uh, they give the ball to the quarterback uh, on the right uh, uh, count. I just so. I think that that part of the job, like it seems like the hardest job on the offensive line. Because not only yeah. do you have to, like, everyone else has the luxury of kind of like, you know, getting ready to hit some dude. Yeah. But, but you the gotta, center is you like, have to deliver the ball first to I got to give this dude the ball, yeah. and then I got to come up and face and, yeah. some fucking 300-pound giant. With with the twitch reflex of a snake. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, these guys are pretty fast coming off the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, they have to, uh, and they have to give no tells, because... You can look mm. at the way the things they do, you know, with the ball and kind of try to guess the snap. So, uh, and some guys might, you know, have to watch for any, like, flick of the wrist or, like, squeezing the ball hard. You see the knuckles get wide or whatever. No tells to see when, uh, because the linemen are looking at everything. Mm. So, uh, the best centers are the ones, normally a good quarterback has a really good center as well that's communicating and keeping the quarterback out of trouble. Right. And they have to be strong and big. And uh, a lot of times, nobody lines up right over the center. Right. So if you're blocking for a run play, you're going to have to find a linebacker to pick up or or double team a good defensive tackle. Mm. So a lot of times, they're not going straight forward. They're going at different angles to try to pick somebody up to make a lane right. or to uh, protect the quarterback where they step back and just mm. create a, a wall. So that's the center. And then uh, on either side of the center is called a guard. If it's on the center's right side, that's called the right guard. If on the center's left side, it's the left guard. And those guys are normally just big dudes that push people around, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about yeah. about the guards, man. They uh they pull. That's the one thing that they have to do. If there's a running play going uh to the outside towards the sidelines, a lot of times there's a a there's a, a tactic called pulling, mm. where the guard who starts on the left side or the right side of the center backs out as the play goes, and then runs toward the way the play is going, and it just gives an extra blocker. Mm. I hope I'm explaining this okay. Yeah. So they pull out, basically pull out of their position and then run, and the the play follows them, their direction, and they're just an extra blocker, and they find somebody to hit to make room for the running back. Mm. Uh, and the guy that is supposed to block them gets picked up by somebody else. Or it's just behind the play at all times. So a good guard has a little bit of speed to get around in front of the play. It's really interesting to watch because, um, and I hope the people listening will do this. Like, because I I don't normally pay attention to either either the defensive or the offensive line when you're watching like a play in real time. 
Mm. But then when you see the replay yeah. and you see it slowed down, and, and that's when you start to see the strategy of the, of what yeah. these guys are doing, the stuff that you're talking about. It's really quite cool to yeah, man. It's like chess, man. Yeah. So the the guards, that's what that's what they do. They either block it, and they're more likely to pull because they're closer to the center. And that gives them time to get in front of the play mm. because running backs are so fast yeah. that they would outrun. They can outrun everybody on the offensive line. So, sure. so if you pull in to the right, then you take a guard and get around there uh, from the left. Um, the uh, On the exterior uh, O-linemen, those are tackles. Mm. And they're very important. They get paid more than guards and centers because tackles protect the blind side of the quarterback. Right. But when the quarterback is standing up, his body's turned basically sideways. If he's right-handed, the blind side comes from the left side because he can't see somebody that's about to hit him. Right. So that person makes a lot of money, the mm. left tackle, yeah. one of the highest-paid players on the team because he has to protect the uh, the blind side. You got to stop all those edge rushers that we talked about last week. Exactly. They got to stop the edge rushers. And uh, yeah. and uh, right, uh, left-handed quarterbacks like we have in Miami, that makes the right guard more – I mean the right tackle – more important right. because he's blocking that blind side for the left-handed mm, uh, quarterback. Interesting. So that was Miami traded last year uh, Laramie Tunzel for a lot of shit from Houston mm. that they used to build the team more, and they have another uh, pick next year. Uh, and they get and once they got rid of him, mm. I thought that that meant they were going to get Tua because he wasn't as important anymore because their quarterback they wanted was left-handed now. Right. So I was thinking that was a sign to me that they're going after Tua Tagovailoa mm. because he's left-handed. You don't really need the great left uh, left tackle anymore. Mm. You need a good right tackle. Right. So that's what I was thinking. Interesting. Then. Yeah. Uh, so um, the tackle, a really good tackle, can pull as well. Right. And you're starting to see it more because they're more athletic now. Uh, and but that takes it takes longer. They're coming from way at the back of the, of the line of the plays. If I'm pitching it to the right. Left tackle has to run all the way across and get out there before the play gets there. Mm. So that's a lot of running they have to do. But I've seen it now. Or if it's a, a there's a type of play. I don't want to get too technical. There's a type of play called a counter where you fake like you're going to the right and then you bring it up the middle, and then a pulling tackle can pick up anybody that's coming from that side to clear it up so he can mm. come uh, go up the middle. So uh, tackle is a very good technical position. And uh, the main thing they do is pass protect. Right. Uh, for it's, That's where they're most important to keep uh, the ends. Keep the, you want to have a, a semicircle called the pocket. Right. You want to have that space for your quarterback to make plays hmm. and uh, and get into get into the defender so they can't even get their arms up to, to knock the ball down either. Hmm. That's something I didn't mention last week. If you can't get to the quarterback, a defensive, good defensive lineman gets their hands up. To, to block the lanes for the quarterback to throw to. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a... Uh, I think that pretty much gets the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Next week, we'll do a defensive position, uh, linebackers. Mm. Yeah. We'll get uh, get into those. One of my favorite positions. Yeah. Yeah. Some good ones out there. Yeah, man. Uh, that's it. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, shout out to Pear who hit us up. And uh, I was glad that we're doing these positions. We'll keep them going. Uh, I think he's the one who suggested it, actually, that we do uh, position. Oh, was he the guy who suggested it? Yeah. So shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Very cool. Yeah. Uh, that's been this week's uh, Sven FL. We'll be, be, we'll be back next week. There's, I'm sure there's going to be more stuff to talk about. At the very least, we're going to do some positions. So mm. 
I'm Jonathan Rollins. Kiss me, Sarah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later, y'all. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.